Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The Panthers over the Eels, 27-8. The Raiders beating the Storm, 28-20. The Sharks going down to the Cowboys in a classic, 32 points to 30. The Rabbitohs getting up over the Roosters, 30 points to 14. To talk about this, ABC Rugby League commentator Zane Bojack joins us on the programme out of Queensland. Evening to you, Zane. Welcome. Hello, Mark. Does that mean that the Wallabies are going to win on Thursday night? Have you already have you already given the Blooders Low Cup to us for the first time in about 30 years? I tell you what, it sounds terrible, Zane. There's actually probably a few people hoping. There's so much disdain towards Ian Foster, our all-black coach, that people feel that the yeah. only way we're actually going to get rid of him is continue to lose and that maybe he falls on his own sword. I mean, that's the first time in the history of this country that I've actually heard that sentiment, but it's it's growing. It's a, well, look, i tell you what, to hear that from you as a New Zealander, that's music to my ears across the ditch here because we're used to getting flogged perpetually and of course uh, we're not going that well either uh, win-loss, win-loss against South Africa and against Argentina but uh, look it's going to be a huge one on Thursday night I know we're here to talk about rugby league but it's just interesting to hear that perception about uh, rugby over there because we know how big a sport it is and I just yeah I, that, that's, that's encouraging for my heart can I say that but I tell you what it was an unbelievable weekend of rugby league it really was like the, the, the quality of the performance from Penrith, given that the previous week they'd rested all their players, and then they came, came out in front of their home fans and absolutely blitzed Parramatta. And there is going to be so much uh, observance this week on how Mitch Moses recovers from that head knock. Because if he doesn't play this week, I just don't see um, how Parramatta can get over the Raiders later on um, this week. And of course, the Raiders themselves. Is there any team in the NRL that's ever gone to Melbourne five times in a row and walked away with victory? To me, it's just remarkable, this performance that they've got. Maybe it's the fact that Craig Bellamy is the um, is good mates with head coach Ricky Stewart. And maybe, I don't know, I just can't work it out. Melbourne haven't been the same. To finish with three straight losses in the season, that's just something that you don't see, Mark. And that was a remarkable performance in itself. You heard, heard the commentary of the ball um, uh, being ricocheting off the head and then Rappanar topping down. That was... That was amazing. And then, of course, the field goal from Bell Holmes, you know, of all places, to do it at his former home ground at Shark Park against a, a, a Cronulla team, which were very valiant. And lots been said about Bell Holmes um, diving on the ground when he was never, ever, ever going to get Connor Tracy in a, in a try movement, which I think um, Cronulla were wrongly stripped of um, by with a no try from the bunker. But just an unbelievable performance to come from eight down, essentially, with uh, about eight minutes to go. Um, there was that uh, that sin binning uh, on the Saturday night, which everyone said, oh, change the course of the game. Well, on Sunday, we had seven sin bins. We had five HIAs. Um, the Roosters, I think, they were cooked once the skipper, James Tedesco, couldn't go, come back on the field. And you had the weird situation where Tedesco couldn't play, yet they allowed Thomas Burgess to stay on the field. Then he tries to clock um, Matt Lodge about two minutes later and then gets 
get sin bin. And, of course, they couldn't replace um, James Tedesco with their 18th man when they could have if the original infringement had saw him sin bin. It was just a weird situation. I don't think it was one of Ashley Klein's best refereeing performances. But amidst all that mayhem, we've got the, the preliminary finals now for the Penrith Panthers and the North Queensland Cowboys. And then, of course, these massive games coming up. The Rabbitohs getting revenge against the Roosters. They now take on the Sharks, who have to recover from a 93-minute marathon at Shark Park on Saturday night. And, of course, the Parramatta Eels, who just cannot win a final under Brad Arthur. He has got the worst... I reckon it have to be one of the worst grand, or worst coaching finals records. Um, he's only won two of ten. It's just remarkable. They now take on the Raiders, who I think have won eight of their last nine marks. So, look, it's, it's mm. a really... Uh, a really interesting stage that we get to this weekend. Mm. Uh, Ricky Stewart, is he? I, 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 he he polarises me. He winds me up. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you know. If, he if, didn't if, call if, you a weak out of dog, did he? No, but if I was sitting in a media conference <laughs> and I was there as their journalist, <laughs> and he acted the way he sometimes acts, I'd actually have a crack at him. I'd probably yeah. never be welcome back. But is is he <laughs> is, is, is he a coaching genius? I mean, is is he the success behind the Raiders? Look, can I be a little bit facetious here? You're talking um, to me. You I say live, what you want, my good man. You're talking to me. Uh, I live halfway between Brisbane and the Gold Coast, so I do both the Broncos and the Titans. And I was stunned last year when the Gold Coast Titans decided that with a year left in his contract, they were going to release Jamal Fogarty to allow him to take up a three-year deal with the Canberra Raiders. We've seen how the Gold Coast Titans have gone this year. Well, I know Fogarty had a, a calf and an Achilles problem early in the season that kept him out for half of the year. But how well have they gone since he's gone into that number seven? He's just freed up Jack Whiten. And they've got this young star at the back in Xavier Savage. He is loving what Fogarty is doing, just providing space for him. And look, um, I'll, I'll tell you, that this is the secret of the Raiders at the moment. Jamal Fogarty has just given them a new dimension because he's doing all the organising, doing beautiful kicks and just allowing Jack White to run. And the other thing is, and this will please you guys across the ditch, they have got the best front rower in the game. And now I'm not talking about uh, our big man in Josh Papali. I'm talking about Joe Tarpany. He is unbelievable. Um, you know, we think here in Queensland that Josh Papali is good, but Joe Tarpany, he's going to be the linchpin for the Kiwis in the World Cup. There's no doubt about that. He is the best front rower in the game. Stepping at the line, gets the offload away, makes makes uh, almost 200 metres, and just the creativity that he can provide that side, I think that's the reason why the Raiders have just been wonderful. And then when you've got, you've got off the back of that, this other dynamic second rower in Hudson Young, who's been a, a real dynamo, and he's also, I think, the X factor. There's a chance he might even get picked for the Kangaroos for the World Cup. He might be a real bolter. I think they're the reasons why the Raiders are where they are right now. Hey, can I ask you this just for some clarity? So the winner of the Eels-Raiders game, do they, yes. do they end up playing North Queensland or do they end up playing Penrith in that semi-final? No, no. The winner of the Eels-Raiders takes on North Queensland and the winner of uh, the other clash between the Roosters and the Sharks, they go on to battle mm. the Penrith Panthers. So Is, um, oh, I think there's a real chance we could have the grand final rematch um, with South taking on Penrith, and I honestly think that there's a real chance we could have the Raiders playing the Cowboys up in up in Townsville. And imagine that a preliminary final between the third ranked team and the eighth ranked mm. team. I think that's a real possibility. You, you see, I'm listening to you. I'm sort of sensing from you that you, uh, from what I'm listening, and you've sort of maybe just contradicted what I'm thinking by what you've just said. But I sort of sense maybe we're looking at a Penrith Raiders grand final. 
Oh, there's every chance. I mean, I, I will preface this by saying I'm a massive Cowboys fan, but I will I, I will say this, Mark, because um, I come from North Queensland. The thing that makes me nervous is the Cowboys will now host a preliminary final. They've never hosted one before, and I know the euphoria that's going on up there because my sister this morning was trying to get tickets, and it's just gone mass hysteria up in North Queensland. I don't know whether that's a good thing because sometimes that, that white noise, that can actually distract mm. the team. The interesting thing for me is the Cowboys have already made three grand finals, that being in 05 when they lost to the Tigers, um, in, in 15 when they beat um, Brisbane, and then in 17 when they lost to the Storm. And on those three occasions, they won prelims, in other states, they they beat you know the the Melbourne Storm in fifteen down in Melbourne in in seventeen. Um, they beat the Roosters to get into a grand final um, in Sydney uh, in '05. They beat Parramatta down in Sydney. So I don't know whether necessarily hosting the prelim is 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 going to be the positive that maybe the Cowboys want. I think they like the fact that they hopped in a plane, they went down to Sydney, they had their their minds focused on the game the whole time. They got out to Shark Park. And they were the underdogs, and I think they liked that. I think now they go back to Townsville, mm. they are going to be the team that everyone expects to win. And particularly if they play the eighth-ranked Raiders, as good as they've been in their form, I think if the Raiders get through this week, I think they will go in as the underdogs, even though the, the Cowboys are, are the second-ranked team. I'm oh, sorry, the third-ranked team. It is very, very interesting where we sit. I think the Raiders could make it through. And, and look, they've done it before in, in 1989. They didn't have a top eight. They had a top five. And the Raiders, I think, had to win six in a row to get into the finals. They then won three in a row um, to actually make the grand final and beat the Tigers against all the odds in the grand final, one of the greatest of all time. So the Raiders have done it before where they've come from nowhere. I mean, I think halfway through the season, they were 15th position. So it's been a remarkable turnaround. But I I do think it has Mm. been predicated by the increased form of Joe Tarpanay and also... The, um, when Jamal Fogarty come into that side, he has completely changed the dynamic of that team and, and they are sensational. They are playing very, very good football. Okay. How big a loss, Burgess, for the Rabbitohs? Uh, yep. Yeah, that's, you're right. You're spot on. Um, look, I'll tell you what. I, I think it changes changes maybe the dynamic for this week. Um, it will be interesting to, to see how it all, all unfolds. Um, you know, the, the Sharkies, they'll probably be confident um, of, of getting through. But uh, the, the Rabbitohs have this bloke called Latrell Mitchell who's playing unbelievable football. And uh, the other thing that, that no one's really talking about is with Damien Cook coming back yesterday and then the performance of Lachlan Elias, their number seven. Now, he's been under massive scrutiny because he's not Adam Reynolds. We know he's only a youngster. But he stood up yesterday. He really took it to the Roosters. And he just gave enough space and enough time for Cody Walker and also uh, Latrell Mitchell to do their thing. The other thing is having Cam Murray back yesterday really helped them as well. I mean, the, 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 the interesting was thing that we only saw the footy every now and then amongst the fight. So it's, it's like the old story, you know, the ice hockey yeah. went to a fight and an ice hockey game broke out. Well, the rugby league broke out on occasion yesterday, but when it did, Latrell Mitchell was amazing, kicking goals from everywhere. He went over for a try. When they're down to 11 men, Mark, it was 11 versus 13. And he still said, no, nah, you're not going to stop me. And over he went for a try. Alex Johnston with some bullet passes from, from Cody Walker. I mean, the Rabbitohs really turned it on yesterday. It was through forward aggression. Um, and, of course, you know, when, when you, you, you're sapping energy, aren't you, the Roosters, when you're losing Jarabri Hargreaves and you're losing Victor Radley twice. But, uh, look, it was an amazing final in a lot of ways. I think we've got to change the rules. I really think 
And off the back of what happened in Origin 3 this year where there was carnage, there was absolute carnage. And then yesterday, I think everyone's tackling too high. And I think Tom Burgess is an example of that. Twice he, he, he clocked players yesterday. Lodgy only got a fine. And yet, funnily enough, he got Sinbin for that one. He really, he really, um, he really uh, clocked James Tedesco. And the Roosters were let down by the officiating because not only did Burgess not get Sinbin, but... When uh, Tedesco went off the field with the HIA, they should have been allowed to activate their 18 player, and they couldn't do so. And, of course, with Lodge not going off for HIA, um, in the end, they weren't able to bring him on. So they, they really got penalised twice. And it's to Trent Robinson's credit that he didn't go off in the post-match presser because he probably had every right to. I think it was poor officiating yesterday. I mean, seriously, if Tane Milne and Victor Radley get sent twice to the sin bin, does that mean they should be sent off? Oh, well, I mean, look, and, get and, two opportunities to go to the sin bin? Nah, look, in any other code, I mean, you see it in football, you see it in rugby, second yellow card, you are gone, you are gone. Look, you know, yeah. look, I, I, I'm sort of, you know, the biggest turn-off in this country for rugby, rugby league now is mums and dealing with the concussion issues that they're seeing. Yeah. Um, but at the same yeah. time, there's a fine line. I don't want to see the game dumbed down too much. I don't mind a little bit of a punch-up. I don't mind a little bit of argy-bargy. It's a gladiatorial game. It shows what it means to the teams. It creates that rivalry. And let's not kid ourselves. Other than the politically correct, everyone loves a good bit of fisty cuff. State of origin was built on it. And so I take yeah. on board about lowering the height of the tackles, but I don't also want to see when there's genuinely no intent and they go slightly high, these yellow cards like we're seeing in rugby. See, a guy like Burgess, to me, I think he's just a thug. I just think he's dumb. And, 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 I mean, in a rugby league sense, I just think he's dumb. And at times he's always going to be a liability. Well, he certainly proved that for his side yesterday because, yes, he was he was full of aggression, but he was very close to, to being sent off. And imagine that if they go down to 12 for the full match as opposed to just 10 minutes. Mm. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I'm being a bit worried about the game. I don't mind the I don't mind the punches. Like we saw a ban on punching, and and you know the players told that they'll be automatically seen being if they throw a punch. Victor Radley yesterday, that wasn't even a punch. It was almost like a push in the face and he gets sent for 10 minutes. That, to me, that got 10 minutes, and yet some of the tackles that yeah, actually yeah, um, didn't yeah. go to the sin bin blew, blows my mind. And I'm really concerned by the impact of CTE that these players are going to feel, you know, 20, 30 years yeah, down the yeah, track. But, but, but They're see, not going to know. Can, can, I just, look, can I just come in there, Zane? This is the thing I don't like, and this is, like I say, my, we'll sit down, and my wife can tolerate a bit of, a, a, you know, handbags and a few punches being thrown in origin. She understands that, you know, it's aggression and there's a bit of niggle and it's gladiatorial and stuff, and no one's ever really seems to get hurt in a bit of a punch-up. But what we don't like, and I was just talking with um, Ben, my producer here, what I don't like in rugby and rugby league is if you take a head knock, right, and you lose your cognitive ability, so you're a bit shaky, you stand up, you're in Disneyland, you don't leave the field for an HIA. You just leave the damn field and you don't come back and you don't play the following week. You wouldn't send your own eight-year-old son back into a game of rugby a week later after he'd potentially picked up a brain injury. Well, I actually suffered the same thing myself. I played rugby um, in the Townsville District Rugby Union and first time I uh, came up into first grade, first tackle I made, bang, knocked out. And it happened again uh, two weeks later and I had to sit out, I think for about, uh, I have a feeling, a month. And um, I got knocked out for a third time about two weeks after I came back. And the doctor basically said to me, nah, you just got to sit out for the season, mate. You've had three bad head knocks. Now, you look at Cameron Murray. Yeah. That was back in the early 2000s, Mark. You look at Cameron Murray. He's getting hit by 
by incredible force, much more than what I was getting in first grade yep. rugby in North yep. Queensland. Now, and he, he got hit, he got rattled early yesterday, and he was coming off eight days of a massive head knock in last week. So, uh, firstly, you've got to be concerned about the fact that he played in the first place. Yeah, uh, but, and but, secondly, but, you've got to be concerned that he's also rattled, and he's, he's and yeah. I, I couldn't believe that he stayed on the field, to be honest Yeah, with but, you. but see, this is where the obligation to the club's got to be far greater, and I think that sometimes you've got to protect the player from the player, but, you know, the pressure's on the coaches, and you sort of feel that the pressures, uh, pressures fall a little bit at times on the doctors. Hey, look, I, I'm going to have to wrap it up, but just quickly, Eels-Raiders, Sharks-Rabbitohs, who's going to win the Eels-Raiders game? I think the Raiders are going to get through it. Yep, and okay, Sharks-Rabbitohs? And I think... Uh, I think that, uh, look, it's very easy to get sucked in by the teams that win in, first, in week one and the top four teams that lose. But if the Sharks have got enough gas in them, I think they might be able to sneak through. But wouldn't be surprised the Rabbitohs get through, but I'm tipping the Sharks. Oh, Zane Bojack, you've probably never heard this, but you're a very, very attractive man, a very intelligent man in a very, very, pl- <laughs> in a very, very plutonic way. You, you must be knocked out right now to be saying that, but <laughs> oh, you better go and have a HIA. Well, oh, mate, I took on a, a, a cricketer once called Jesse Ryder in a celebrity fight, mate, and I think the delayed concussion just kicked in tonight. Anyway, hey, thanks. <laughs> Lovely to have you on the program, my good man.